You are currently listening to the sermon podcast for First Ozark United Methodist Church in Ozark, Alabama. Thank you for joining us. This morning our passage comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that has been granted to the churches of Macedonia. For during a severe ordeal of affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For as I can testify, they voluntarily gave according to their means and even beyond their means, begging us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in the ministry of the saints. And this, not merely as we expected, they gave themselves first to the Lord and by the will of God to us, so that we might urge Titus that as he has already made a beginning So we should also complete this generous undertaking among you. Now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost earnestness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this as a command but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. The word of God for the people of God. Billy Graham once said that Christianity is not a spectator sport, but it requires total commitment, total Christian stewardship. When we join the United Methodist Church, we commit to pray pray for the church, to be present, to give, to give of our tithes and offerings, to serve, and to witness. We've been studying in Sunday school A Disciple's Path by James Harnish with Justin LaRosa. Melanie and I have been preaching a series based upon this book. I appreciate the book's emphasis upon that we are called as disciples to give. And the priority that once we learn to give to God and to others, that we are on a path that leads to significance, a path of importance, a path that makes a difference in the lives of others. For all that we have comes from God. God is our creator. And we are called to give, to give generously, to give sacrificially, reminds us that all hands on deck how we are called to grow as disciples. Our passage can inspire and challenge us as we listen to Paul's teaching to the church at Corinth. That giving is God's idea. Giving transcends our circumstances. And giving is a privilege. Giving is God's idea Make no mistake about it. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, letting them know about the churches of Macedonia and how they're responding to the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of God so inspired them to generously 
give. Now let's face it, we all are desperate for God's grace. We cannot save ourselves. Paul was writing back to the church at Corinth, letting them know that the churches of Macedonia, they had been so extravagantly generous. They had been changed by the grace of God. Because of the amazing grace of our Lord, how has it changed and inspired us to give? God is a giver. For God so loved the world, he gave. And when we give, we are being like God. Giving is God's idea. Giving transcends our circumstances. Paul, he was on his third missionary journey, traveling through Macedonia. The churches in Philippi, Berea, Thessalonica. And he was taking up an offering for those impoverished believers in Jerusalem. But those in Macedonia, they were extremely poor, financially challenged. And I wonder if he just mentioned, by the way, I'm taking up this offering. And they gave generously, they gave willingly, they gave freely. What about us? How do we respond to an opportunity to give? Giving transcends our circumstances. It would have been understandable if they had said, well, Paul, you caught us at a bad time. We really can't afford to give right now. Why don't you catch us on your next missionary journey? Reminds me, perhaps, of a couple that wants to have children that puts it off someday till we could afford it. If they do that, they, that day may never come. We are called to give. 100% of what we have is from God. And God asks us to tithe. Malachi 3, you're robbing God in tithes and offering to give to God 10% of our income. Let us not give because we have to, but because we joyfully decide to give. All that we have, we can trust in God again and again and again to be faithful. I remember when I was young, my youth director, Rick Casey, wanted us to learn to tithe as a part of discipleship. And I told him I didn't have much money. It didn't really matter if I gave or not. And he said, that's okay, you don't have to give. But if you fail to give, you will miss out on the blessing of being a part of something bigger than yourself. Giving transcends our circumstances. Whatever circumstance that we are in, God is faithful and can lead us to help us to grow in faith and commitment. And notice in this passage, they didn't do what Paul expected. For first, they gave themselves unto the Lord. So this is not a conversion experience, but this is a rededication of themselves. In light of the good news, in light of the grace of God, they wanted to give. To me, this reminds me of revival. What a great revival we had here with Bishop Lawson Bryan and 
Our friends from St. Paul AME Church. What a joyous spirit. I'm so thankful for the power of God and what God's spirit can do in and amongst his people. Let us be willing to make a commitment of our time, our talent, as well as our money. Why is it so often that the last area of our lives to be converted, how we spend our money? Let us seek to grow in faith and commitment. We see this church, these churches in Macedonia, they were setting example for the church in Corinth. We can trust that giving is not only God's idea, giving transcends our circumstances, and that giving is a privilege. Now, they were financially challenged, but they begged for the opportunity to give. Don't worry, you don't have to beg and plead. We will gladly give the opportunity to give today, to participate in the life of the church, to do what God is calling you to do. So oftentimes, people want to give to the church their leftovers, a tip, instead of giving to God their best. Once there was a lady who was cleaning out her freezer, and she found a 20-pound butterball turkey that had been there for two years. And she wondered if it was still safe to eat. So she called the butterball company, and the lady said, well... If it had been in the freezer the entire time, it would still be safe to eat, but it wouldn't have any taste, so she wouldn't encourage eating it. And the lady said, well, that's all right. I was just going to give it to the church. <laughs> Let us give to God our best. Instead of giving God our leftovers, the story of Cain and Abel. Cain, who was the oldest son, he is the first one who gave an offering unto God. But he failed in not giving to God his best. Abel, the younger brother, he brought to God his best. Let us bring to God a sacrificial gift, giving to God our best. Notice how that Paul, he summarizes it here, that though we were poor, that Christ made us rich. And that their giving wasn't just money, but it was a giving of themselves. Their money was a, an extension of giving of themselves. If all that you have is money and possessions of this world, you have nothing. But if you have Christ in your heart, there is no one in this earth who is richer than you are. What keeps us from doing what God has called us to do? We are the church of Jesus Christ. And I love this church. And I believe that when this church becomes aware of the need, that time and time again you have been faithful. And I believe that you will be faithful once again. Let's remember, giving is God's idea. Giving transcends our circumstances. And giving is a privilege. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.